and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Abby. We're talking about how business context can help to make better and more informed decisions when it comes to performance marketing. So we're going to run through the types of things that really help out and how just understanding a little bit about business can give you a really strong advantage. Really hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please come and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. And let's get started. Okay, business context and performance marketing. Why is it so important? That's what we're talking about in this episode, Abby. Now, I believe that if you're running performance marketing, you don't understand the basics of business and how a business operates, you're at a major disadvantage. 100%. Because how can you possibly make informed decisions if you don't know what the nuts and bolts of the end thing are? Yeah. I don't like, and I think it's worth pointing out that we're not talking about like major things here. Like we're not talking about um, kind of MBA level. No, 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 no. Like business kind of management here. Like we're really talking about basic stuff like finance, like basic finances, margin, like yeah. just even understanding what margin is. And I know it sounds really obvious, but it's a not everyone does. Yeah. Uh, supply and demand, you know, stock and fulfillment, um, customer journeys, channel mix. There's all these things that sit outside of the platforms that we work in, yet they have a humongous effect on our ability to drive performance. And I think we need to understand those and be involved in conversations. And when we do understand those, we see better results. Big time. As a consequence. Big time. So it's all part of a thing. So we're reworking our services to kind mm-hmm. of fit in with this, right? Yeah, it's because super I, exciting. Because it's so important. And it, you know, you get it right. You can, like you say, the results are amazing. And it's, it's totally win-win, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So there's kind of what we're, big thing that we're working on as a business. Um, what do you think? Because I guess... Um, Part of the challenge with that is when you're a PPC professional or a paid media professional or you, you, know, you work in paid social, you might not get into it wanting to learn about business or yeah. you know, it might not be something on your mind. Um, obviously, you've come in, you've been working in paid social for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found like conversations around this? I think it's been super interesting. Um, I think you have to have an open mindset towards it. But I think the more that you know and understand about a business, the better you can do your job as a PPC professional or paid media, whatever it is, because it means that you have that context to make those bigger decisions on things yeah, and to help guide the business that you're working with in a better direction. So it's actually although maybe not um, strictly a part of the day-to-day as like a paid social exec. It should be. It yeah. should be. And it helps you to do your job even better. And it also makes the results even more exciting because you've had even more input and even more kind of understanding of how yep. you got there. Yep, exactly. And it's it puts, I think, if you can start to understand it, you can start to understand your clients better and also their language mm-hmm. and... Ultimately, the reason you run adds on 
Facebook, Instagram, Google, whatever platform you run your ads on. The reason you do that is to get a business result. Yeah. Which might be sales, revenue, profit. uh, Leads. Leads. Qualified leads. Mm -hmm. Pipeline value. Whatever that goal is, the, the reason it's being invested in is because there's a goal that needs to be hit. Yeah. And things like impressions, click-through rate, stuff like that, doesn't matter. It does because it helps you kind of inform the decisions. But at the end of the day, we're not running ads to get an impression or a a click. No, no. I think the the really good example of this is when people run uh, lead gen campaigns and don't check in on the quality of the leads. That's kind of like the best way I can think to... Yeah. The best example is like, if you are not clued in with what the business needs, whether it's your business that you know, you're working in-house or whether it's agency, if you're not clued in for the fact that if you get 100 leads and 99 of them are shit, that's not a good campaign. Whereas actually if you're checking in and saying, you know, what's the quality of these leads? If you have a formula to figure out if that's a good quality lead, then you're good. Then you're doing a better yeah. job. Then you're starting up those conversations and you're, yeah. yeah. Leads are a good, actually leads are a really good example and a good way of explaining it really in, in very tangible terms because if you got your Facebook ads, meta ads, blinkers on, mm-hmm. you're sat there going, I've got 100 leads. Cost per result is incredible. Ooh, Loving it. Yeah. 20p a lead. Yeah, yeah. I'm rocking this. And then, but what you're actually doing is you're, you know, wasting the sales team's time because yeah. they've got to open up a hundred leads, go through them all yeah. and find out they're all rubbish. Um, so you're, waste, you're, you're, you're not only are you not getting results, you're, you're having a negative impact because you're wasting, wasting time. time. Yeah. Now, if you just got your blinkers on, you won't understand mm-hmm. that or then the client becomes frustrated because they're not getting what they actually need. Yeah. The paid media person is getting frustrated because they think they're doing an amazing job and they can't and it just goes wrong yeah but we've had like both sides of that with the lead side of things so we've had a client who hired some people in specifically to pick up leads and they were like we need more leads we need more leads so that was much then we understood that the focus was much more on obviously it was still quality but on quantity because they had hired two people to come into their sales team gotta give them and a really, pipeline. And you've got to give yeah. them something to do, got to give them a pipeline. And then we also had the flip side where there were some issues with hiring somebody for that like sales role. And actually it was much more important that we were getting like five really good quality leads coming in. And actually it didn't matter yeah. so much the cost per lead as long as the quality was there. So yeah. it's like we've had both both sides of it as well to understand, you know, that process from each person. Yeah, but then once you're thinking about that, and a lot of this is just thinking about it and having it front of mind. But once you are, you can then have that conversation. Yeah. What's your scenario? Um, What do you need here? Do you need need volume? Do you need like less volume, but just the absolute best quality? What do you actually need as a business? And that will then inform what you do or don't do with your campaigns and you will get better results at the end. Yeah. Much better. Um, cool. So I've got a list of things here that we can kind of run through. The, I think for me, these are the key things that people, or it's very helpful to understand. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought we'd go through them and then talk about some examples. Yeah, yeah. And uh, real life scenarios as to why they're actually helpful concepts. Margin and finances. Big one. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I was going to say money makes the world go round, but I think friendship and love does. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Family. But if you're, if you're running a business, having money come in does help. Yeah. It is useful. Um, so margin is a very useful concept to understand. Mm-hmm. What's gross margin? What's net margin? And how might that impact on what you're doing? And I think that as like as um, paid media professionals, we can get really fixated on ROAS, return on ad spend, which is a super important um, metric for us to be looking at. But actually, if the margin on that is really shit, yeah. then yeah, exactly. you're getting so, on a quite a skewed view there. Yeah. If you're selling a product that has an, uh, a retail price of £100 yeah. and the cost of that good to the client is £80 and you're therefore making a £20 gross margin. Oh, but you've also got free shipping in there that you have to factor in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you're getting a ROAS of 2.5. Yeah. Which in many cases, actually right now, if you can get that, that's potentially scalable yeah on the surface but in that example you, you're then going to a client go hey this is brilliant we're getting a row of 2.5 they're coming back going well done you're, you're still make, you're still losing me money on every yeah, sale yeah. congratulations um so it kind of knowing that is is pretty useful because then you can have a better conversation with the client mm-hmm. um you can prioritize certain products. So if, you know, a ROAS of 2.5, let's call it that, yeah. on a um, product where you're making a 20% gross margin has a very, very different contribution to the business if you're comparing that against a product of the same value that's making a 60% gross margin. Massive. Because then you're actually making some money. Yeah. But the ROAS is the same, yeah. Obviously, because it's revenue. We had this. Led. Um, we had this with our e-commerce project, though the City Scooter, because we were running dynamic product ads, and Meta was pushing our merch. So we had some T-shirts, yeah, and it was really pushing that. And we didn't make any money off the T-shirts. I mean, in fact, no. we didn't even really want massively to be selling them. Our focus was obviously the actual scooter, yeah. And so we had to change that up. But if we didn't if we didn't have that context, we wouldn't have known to do that. Yeah. So you have to think about these things, don't you? And yeah. Then you can start to kind of uh, take products out the feed that have a um, like a non-viable gross margin level, mm-hmm. or set priorities towards products that do. Yeah. You know, and it just again means you can make informed decisions and have a better conversation with your client, which is always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Second thing on my list is landing page optimization. Yeah. You could get the best click in the world from the best campaign in the world, but if the landing page doesn't convert that traffic, then you're screwed. Our job doesn't finish after the click. Correct. Yeah, absolutely correct. And it's, again, it's back to this point of like, if you look at true performance, like genuine performance, most of that stuff happens after the 
click has occurred. Yeah. You know, so yes, making sure you've got great campaigns, great ad creative and getting great traffic to the site is really important. Yeah. But if the landing page doesn't convert or convince someone to buy, um, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Isn't set up in a user-friendly way that is easy to navigate and gives yep. you all the information you need. Yep. Yep. And having a testing plan for that is really key. Oh, yeah. And split testing different pages or different titles and different images and different layouts and like it has to be an integral part of what you're doing but so often it sits with another team or yeah. another department oh no we've got we've got a department that takes care of all of our landing pages our, our dev agency does the landing pages don't yeah. worry about it you know like, no <laughs> this has to be like a big part of it yeah otherwise we just you're literally leaving money on the table yeah and I know that people are often kind of loath to put like people in touch with say the dev agency or whoever it is, but actually when you can open up those conversations, yeah, it is hugely helpful and can be really rewarding in results. Yeah. And the gains you make there are just incrementally beneficial to your paid media campaigns because then any other optimizations and improvements you make in your campaigns have a much bigger impact further down the line yeah um but also all the other traffic that's going through that landing page yeah it's not it's not just the paid media that is affected by those changes it's really a Mm win-win next on my list is checkout slash conversion data yeah so this is looking at that final step in the funnel before someone makes a purchase or makes an inquiry with you why are they falling out at that point what's happening yeah how do you fix it because Again, if you're if you're fixing the closer the closer your fixes get to the end conversion, the more you can do at that point, the bigger the impact on everything else. But again, so often it's forgotten about mm-hmm. within paid media. It's no, no, my campaigns are great, and you yeah, know, people are adding to cart. Hey, well you done. Know. You know, it's not it's not my fault, but it's actually the attitude should be in my mind. Let's go and have a look at that. Let's see why that might be happening and come up with some theories and test some stuff out. Is it because you've got a code that's not auto-applying in the checkout? People are getting frustrated with that. Is your shipping too expensive? Yeah. Do you not offer payment methods like Klarna? Yep. Are your returns policies rubbish? Does your page look a bit sketchy so people don't want to put their details in? We're riffing here. But there are so many reasons why that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, if, you know, um, we we did a bit of work for a business recently where the, this is slightly different to the checkout stuff really, isn't it? But the returns policy was really poor and the delivery slash lead time was really poor. For a product that needed to be there at a certain time. Yeah, so not ideal. <laughs> Whereas the competition mm-hmm. returns policy was really good, and the um, the lead time or delivery time was really good. Yeah, and the price is the same. So that as a customer, which one are you going to choose? And it was a high ticket item that people will be shopping around for. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have done their research. Exactly. Yeah. So you go, right, well, in in that scenario, you could have the best 
PPC campaign, SEO campaign, best landing page mm. um, in the entire world. You know, the best of the best, the cream yeah. of the crop. But if someone p- can get the product quicker and return it if they don't like it from somewhere else at the same price, you they know, will. They will. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. But these are things to be aware of and things to check in on when you're running campaigns because mm. it you know sometimes the ads it's the ads fault the ads aren't set up correctly the audiences aren't set up correctly and that'll be why things aren't performing mm-hmm. there might be a technical th- issue in there somewhere but it might also not be the ads yeah or the landing page yeah you know and i think checkout abandonment is often a um yeah, there could be something going on, but it might, it's that last opportunity for someone to go and have a look somewhere else. Oh, I'm just mm-hmm. going to go and double check that Ooh, other website. Oh, I wonder if I could get a 10% code off somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Particularly Free with shipping a, somewhere else. <laughs> particularly mm. with a bigger ticket item where the last minute nerves are um, more likely to be higher. So it it might not actually be a technical issue with a checkout if you're seeing dropout. It might be a market condition or a competitive thing as well yeah but it might be a symptom of something else but that's where it's also useful to have things like live chat where you can quickly talk to people about their problems if they're at that stage yeah hey just wanted to make sure this was going to arrive by this date yeah then they feel way more secure they're going to go through and finish that yeah carl our new best friend from belgium (laughs) carl uh at gpec earlier this week he gave a really good example of um he was running like one question surveys on the checkout to try and identify why people were falling yeah. out and what it was that were putting people off. And, and um, yeah, that softer customer feedback is really Hugely good. Hugely important. It's really good. And his big point there was don't like, there's no one size fits all. Like, you could have the best, most optimized checkout process in the world that has an amazing conversion rate for that client. And that other very similar client over here will need something different because there might be something else putting their customers off yeah. or, you know. Um, but yeah, that feedback, that's a good point. The feedback is important. Yeah. My last point on the list is pla- 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 <laughs> platform diversification and mix. Yeah. Not putting one's eggs in one basket. No. And I think particularly now with rapid pace of change on Meta and Google and everything else, you have to be able to first off test for new opportunities. Secondly, be able to move your budget around in a very fluid way. So if you have a bad week here, but a great week there, you know you can adjust and chase mm-hmm. the performance. Uh, you've been talking about diversification for some time. I have. I'm very passionate about it. Why? Not only for that reason of being able to be like agile with the budgets, but also just that. I'm really anti having an over-reliance on one platform because something can go wrong, that platform can go down, you can lose your account. These things happen and do happen. So if you are solely relying, say, on Meta and that goes down, you lose your account, you get hacked, anything, you're going to be in big trouble. And if you don't already have, say, Google set up and ready to go and you haven't got those learnings through already, you're going to be starting from scratch and having probably six weeks of learning without good results exactly. before you can really get going. So yeah. yeah, super passionate about that because 
it just doesn't make sense to only run one platform as so many people do. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's just good common business sense, I think. Yeah. And also making sure you don't have an over... And I know saying this as a performance marketing agency sounds mental, but not completely relying on paid media. No. Because you have to have other stuff in the mix, like a decent organic strategy on, on search. So yeah. that you know, people are going to be able to find you without paying for every single click. And this is when you can start to build a scalable, profitable model. Mm -hmm. If you're 100% reliant on paid media, yeah, it's really difficult. So make sure that you're also investing and planning for SEO, email. So important. Why does no one talk about, well, obviously people talk about email, but it doesn't get talked about half as much as... um, ppc no but drives infinite usually infinitely more conversions at that last point or has a better yeah. conversion rate because you're talking to your database and customers and it has and it can have such a uh polarizing effect on your customer base as well with how you do it yeah like you can have a really strong strategy and be taking people through a good customer journey, educating them, getting them excited about your brand, building brand yeah. loyalty. Yeah. Or you can be completely putting people off your brand because you were inundating with them with stuff they're not interested in. I had an experience like this recently where I ordered a, I ordered a plain T-shirt. I thought I, you meant plain like plain. <laughs> no, not an aeroplane T-shirt. Although I wouldn't mind an aeroplane T-shirt. I ordered a, a plain boring T-shirt. And uh, or a pack, a three pack of boring T-shirts, and uh, ordered it. Got the order confirmation email and an order confirmation message on WhatsApp. Yeah, that's creepy. Leave me alone. That's my private space. Um, and then before, and uh, I'm not actually 100 percent sure where they dispatched the order from. I should go and have a look. Mm. But it took about a week to arrive. Okay. Which I'm honestly I'm fine from that because this was an independent store. Okay. So like, fine, whatever. Um, took about a week to arrive. Before the product arrived, I, I looked in my inbox. I had ten emails. Oh my god. Ten emails. Order confirmation. That's Fair too enough. Send me, I would. I appreciate the order confirmation email. Mm-hmm. Um, dispatch email. Yep. Fair enough. Send me the dispatch email. It's nice to know it's coming. Um, but within that, there are also like. Here's some other things you can try. Here's here's some of our other product range. You haven't even range. got the product um, yet. If you if you like this, think about this. Um, we're also doing this over the summer, and I'm like, oh my god, don't want your emails right now. I'd like my I'd like my t-shirt. Thank you very much. And it wound me up. Yeah, because if you haven't physically got the product in your hands, felt that it's like a nice t-shirt, whatever, you don't care if they have other products. Yeah, and it has almost left. I don't bear grudges, but it has left me with a slightly bitter feeling about this brand. The t-shirt's nice, but I don't think I'd go back because you don't their want to get email hounded. flow annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a big difference. But get it right and it works really well and mm-hmm. it mops up so many conversions. And if you're investing loads of money in PPC, SEO, paid yeah. social making loads of effort with your organic um, social content, whatever it might be. You work so hard to get that traffic on the site and so hard to engage that traffic Mm. um, with your products or service. Email, like the more 
you get email right, the more of that momentum you mop up and get into that final purchase. So it is, yeah, massively important to get right, I think. Anyway, these are all very interesting things, aren't they? Yeah, love it. It's very exciting. Uh, And thank you so much for taking the time to chat. No, all good. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening in. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I'm really (laughs) jumping. Can you tell it's Friday? And uh, yeah, see everyone next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.